Welcome everyone to Poke Rogue, a Pokemon trading card game podcast where we talk about the decks that are not being discussed. My name is Nick and with me is my co-host. What's up guys, it's Austin. Today is June 30th, 2022. Let's get into our 47th episode. What's up, man? Man, not too much. It's been a, a good day, the nice weather, been getting outside the house. Yeah. Found uh, there's a free public hockey rink like one mile from my house. Oh, nice. So I've just like been decent. going, man, picking up my, my hockey stick again and my skates and just going out there and playing hockey every day for some exercise. People? Uh, no one else has been people. using it, man. It's just like an entire like inline rink. that In the, in the winter, they turn it into an ice rink. And then mm-hmm. in the summer, it's an inline rink. But it's got yeah. like legitimate nets and everything and haven't like I played from like the age of three to twenty one. Mm-hmm. So like that was like my entire life forever. And then I stopped and then now I'm like, man, they got this hockey rink one mile from my house. So I just been going there every day, playing some hockey every day for a couple hours and shooting around and then uh went to uh there's like a public pool. That's near mm-hmm. us too. That's only like five dollars to go to the pool. So, damn, you did that in your best life? Yeah, man, just going playing hockey, going to the pool, walked around, mm. uh, went to this like place and got a Chicago pizza. Yeah, it's a good time, dude. Living it up, living well, it up. Not working, not working right now. Mm-hmm. So that's good. You know, still got one more not month. Post- not posting Pokey Rogue episodes. <laughs> right? <laughs> so for the people wondering, we didn't have an episode last week. I was away in Columbus. And I actually... post it. <laughs> what? When it was time. So we did record it. We did record an episode. And mm-hmm. I needed to edit and post it. And I thought the tournament in Columbus was happening on Saturday. And it mm-hmm. turns out it was actually happening on Friday. So I was going to edit the episode and post it Thursday night. And when I figured out that it was actually happening Friday, it was like 4 p.m. on Thursday. So I just like in 10 minutes packed a suitcase and jumped in my truck and just started driving because it's like (laughs) 10 hours of driving to get there. So I just straight drove, got there at like 2 a.m. in Columbus and then they're like, okay, well, you were supposed to do your COVID screening stuff Friday or Thursday night or whatever, but now I'm showing up Friday. So they got this small window, they said, of 7 to 7.15 a.m. that you could do like your COVID, late COVID screening stuff and badge pickup. However, you needed to be there in the front of the line to get it within 7 to 7.15. And this line's going to be huge because there's like 1,500 masters signed up. Mm-hmm. So I made sure that I got to the center at like 6 a.m. So I get to Columbus at like 2 a.m. And I got to get to where the event is happening at 6 a.m. So I parked in a Walmart parking lot and mm-hmm. slept for like two hours, maybe three hours tops. It was really hard to fall asleep in a Walmart parking lot. But slept for- actually, Walmart <laughs> encourages people to do that. Do they? Well, there was other people well, there. There was like a yeah, whole a whole a, group of trucks and shit parked to sleep in the parking yeah. lot. So I just pulled yeah. up in my my Tacoma, you know, brought a blanket with me and just tried to nap for like three hours in the truck. 
At some mm-hmm. point, I had to piss really bad, but there's cameras mm-hmm. everywhere outside of Walmart, so I don't want to just start mm-hmm. pissing in public, you know? So I had to piss in a used coffee cup and dump it out my window like a civilized person. Mm, you should have just gone out and pissed, man. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. You can stand close you can stand close enough to your truck that no one would realize what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that was my experience. And then I basically just like I pulled into a McDonald's at like 5 30 a.m. and I'm just going to their bathroom to like wash my armpits in the sink before going to this Pokemon <laughs> tournament. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, let me just dump my my piss cup out at the mcdonald's trash can and go wash my armpits in your bathroom now i'm gonna go play some pokemon (laughs) so it was a while so with all that being said an episode did not get published (laughs) well that that and we were like it was hardly an episode like it was like (laughs) not not really that good (laughs) it was was not it was not the top quality we needed that we that we expect, so we were like, you know what? And now half the stuff is irrelevant because NAIC's already happened. Like, what's the point? Let's just wait yep. and put out a quality episode. Exactly, and that and that's fine. Last week I had finals, so I was just like fucking tired, and it was like. <laughs> but with that being said, um, we did a real long segment. And it was probably pretty boring about how you did at Wisconsin and now NAIC. You just want to give us a brief overview of your experience of the two collectively and what yeah. you think. I don't know. Just sure. I mean, both like both to tournaments I played Leafeon in. I actually didn't want to play Leafeon in NAIC. The rogue deck of this week, which we'll discuss in a moment, is actually what I had prepared and wanted to play for NAIC. And I thought it was totally the pick to go with. But because I mixed up the dates, I did not have the ability to get the couple cards I was missing from the vendors before the tournament was starting because it was so hectic. So I ended up just going with the same Leafeon list I played at Wisconsin. And Leafeon, I mean, it played as well as that list is going to do. You know, you just had some a few matches here and there where you either get donked by a Mew and Meloetta just gets you and you're done. Or you just got stuck with, like, you'd start with a Halucha. But if you didn't have a bad start, it did pretty well. And in both tournaments, um, I think at Wisconsin, I was, like, 5-3-2 as a record in Wisconsin. And then in NAIC, it was 4-4-1. You know, both both of them were like, okay, well, Leafeon can hang with these decks. But when Leafeon lost, it was simply like, you just had one game out of the three where you started with something unplayable or like there would be a lot of moments where you would just miss one little piece of the puzzle to take the win. It was like, Oh, I missed a zigzagoon or level ball. So I couldn't grab a zigzagoon. So I came up 10 damage short, you know, shit like that was happening all the time. And with some of these decks that I got to play against, like I never got to play against things like Blissey that had the the one-shot potential for Leafeon. I never got to play Dialga one-shot potentials. My whole day was Mew, Palkia, and Arceus, and none of those matchups give you that easy one-shot. They're, they're very challenging. And with Mew, it's often mm-hmm. like, if you don't, you might not survive the first turn because of Meloetta. And if you do, you got a pretty good matchup going in because of the Mighty Ina. 
But it, you might just lose turn one. And in most of my Mew matchups, I had a Meloetta Donk once out of those three games. So, yeah. You know, it, it yeah, no. was a solid deck. I think if the meta had more people playing Grass Week decks and, you know, maybe a little bit more Blissey and that stuff, if that would have been my way. Like, I think Leafeon would have had a little bit better spread. But, you know, it had wins against Arceus. It had wins against Palkia. It had wins against Mew. So... It hung with every one of those decks, and there was, I'll tell you this, there was a hell of a lot more Arceus and Palkia decks at tables below me than there were Leafeons above me. Maybe it's because I was the only Leafeon, but (laughs) (laughs) when you look at it that way, you can show up at one of these events with a list that you net decked off of a top player who just placed with it and still come in worse than 441 and 532 you know it's still five you know whatever it's it's still possible to do worse playing a meta deck yeah man and um what else is crazy too is like i've played around with it and like it's just like they'll be sitting there and your, your opponent will be casually playing and they'll be like um for a knockout and they're like uh, yeah they're usually you know, thrown like off do they the don't damage. expect it yeah there was definitely like a wow factor in it in that people couldn't a lot of people forgot about what leafeon did so when you were playing it Mm -hmm. you definitely had that to your advantage there was just moments where it was like you just missed a piece and you know that you have the ability that turn to take this unseen knockout they don't know but then you miss one Mm -hmm. piece and you're like fuck now they think i'm stupid but yeah. they would have thought I was a genius if I pull off this choice belt, Galar Mine, Zigzagoon, Scoop Up Net, Zigzagoon. You know, like you start pulling off these Halucha. crazy. Com- yeah, Halucha comes down, like the unseen mighty Ina. Like, right. Yeah. It's definitely, it was a cool oh, deck. God. It did pretty well. I mean, for going to huge tournaments like that, is it definitely did better than a lot of other people playing meta things. It's just your matchups and like anything, your luck and, and how that goes against you sometimes. Yeah, and, and event like that, you need a lot of luck because you can only lose two games. And your fucking epic misplay of showing up, you know, thinking it was the day before, <laughs> you know, the day after. Like, I mean, you probably would have done a lot better in, in AIC with that if had you not just like been a derp. <laughs> probably probably <laughs> not just showing up and because literally i went there with two hours of sleep after like 48 hours of being awake like yeah, yeah. I, I was i was hanging on there i was like treating myself to some water between rounds because i was so dehydrated like my hand was mm-hmm. cramping up as i was playing my feet were cramping up i'm like man my body's <laughs> like shutting down right now but yeah regardless well, um, i think it would have went much better had i played the deck i intended to play well, you know what actually is right around the corner now for us is the team challenge qualifiers. I think I need to get on the Memphis Discord. I think we might actually have a practice against the Memphis team. But the reason yeah. why I bring that up is Ron was actually there as well from Memphis. And yes. He did okay. And then Chomp Knight, I think, was also there. Or I know he was there, and he did the best. He, he Yeah, Chomp Knight made us. a big comeback. I believe he started yeah. with two losses and ended up coming mm-hmm. back with like a 6-3 finish. Yeah. So, so started off rough missed. and came back and I would say, yeah, we had another rogue rat playing a straight, almost identical toward list of Palkia. And that list actually performed the worst. It's just the matchups and the luck sometimes, you know? Yeah. So, 
Well, let's get ready for team challenge, man. Yeah, exactly. I think our official matchup, the official matchup for team challenge is like the 16th and 17th, I believe, of July, but they are trying to have some yeah. type of a practice before that. Yeah, the week after next. Well, so, I'm, I'm pretty excited for team challenge because I intend to use the rogue deck of this week in team right, challenge. Let's jump into it. I went rogue. I just had no hope. I really had to let shit go. Had to rise. I won't boast till I find my pot of gold. All right, man. Before we talk about this deck that I'm kind of familiar with, I've had the privilege of playing the rogue deck of the week a little earlier, but I do this thing where I'm like, hey, man, can you send me your list like as a buddy buddy thing? And Nick will be like, nah, check Limitless. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to get on Limitless and see what's going on with the list. But I will say I did have the privilege of you telling me how to play it before I took it to locals. So but with all further, you know, with all that said and further ado, let's talk about what you've got going for us. Okay, so this is the list I wanted to play at NAIC. I'm going to call it right now Arkatu Union. <laughs> <laughs> because this is a Mewtwo V Union deck, and this is not the recent control stall Mewtwo V Union deck. This is an aggressive Mewtwo V Union deck using Arceus and nothing else. It's wonderful. <laughs> this I have played this deck, so I've made this deck... I saw someone play a list combining Arceus and Mewtwo V Union. It was a Japanese player. I saw it in one tournament, and it looked okay. And I took it, and I kind of expanded on it and revised it for a couple days, changed out probably about 10 or so cards, and then found this, like, this 60 that I feel like is very solid. And then since then, I've entered in just a few tournaments and, like, placed in every tournament that I've I've used this in. I played it in Sunny Weekly, took third place, and Sunny Weekly didn't have a top cut for me to try to take the first. It was just your straight, uh, you played six games, and however you did, that's where you placed. But in Sunny, I went five wins, one loss. My only loss being a Meloetta Donk, where I didn't get to play at all. I just went, got my setup, and got knocked out in one shot. So my only loss was a Donk. All of my other matchups I got to play... It won, and then I played it in Excalibur Cup just a day or so ago where I went eight wins in a row, no losses. The only deck to go 8-0 throughout it. I go into the top four, and I actually have the win on the board for my ninth win. I just need to drop a one damage counter on a Gengar and six mm-hmm. on a Mew. But at the same time, I was trying to do my registration for Zach Lesage Late Night Series, so I, I clicked on the Mew five times instead of six times <laughs> and didn't take the win because of that. Because it was just, I just said, oh, I'm just going to put six there and one and I win the game. And I clicked <laughs> right, six times. Make, yeah, <laughs> clicked six I'm times. Make funny but, real quick. What? I'll make funny real quick. Okay. Because you're being such a PTCGO professional. <laughs> yeah, like, so the only reason why I lost this event was because I was trying to get registered for this other event because it was such <laughs> a big deal that, you know, like, and I was like, I wasn't even like, I wasn't even going to like, I was going to drop this event. Like, I, this doesn't mean anything to me. This is I, I was, and then I like, was being yeah. like that. Like, I was I was about to drop the, the final <laughs> round of Excalibur Cup. Like, I was going to be the only deck to go through Excalibur Cup 9-0 into finals and then just, just drop it drop to do late night series so i don't care that's pretty fucking rogue 
<laughs> right. I, I was I, mean, I was I, about I, to do that, but I just literally like and this shit can't go wrong in real life, right? Because you just say mm-hmm. I'm putting six damage counters on the Mew, I'm putting one on the Gengar, I win the game. But yeah. online, you got to physically click it, and when you're clicking damage counters on the bench, the text is very small, and like I was kind of fucking blind, man. I was just staring at a screen for hours. I didn't even see because I'm looking at my monitor, looking back like I just clicked six times and I'm like, I trusted my trackpad and it led me down. It didn't actually put six damage counts and my opponent's already messaging me. So like before I clicking it saying good game, you know, and then he's just like sending me that little face with the shocked, yeah, you know, the like fucking shocked up. face. Like, what yeah. do you do, dude? Like all you had to do is click six times on Mew and you win and go. But what's ironic is like when you look at the standings of the end of Excalibur, I think it put me in like fifth place. But I have more points than third place and fourth place. I still have more points in it because yeah, I'm the only one to go eight zero beforehand. So, anyways, with all this being said, Arceus Mewtwo V Union is a fucking good deck. It is not a meme. This is a legitimate deck. And I really think that this deck could have been a top finisher at NAIC. So what's in this deck? There's only four basic Pokemon. This is like playing Gardevoir, so get ready to mulligan. You have only four (laughs) basic Pokemon. You have four copies of Arceus V, three copies of Arceus V-Star, and then the four pieces of Mewtwo V-Union. And that's all that's in it as far as Pokemon. So I was talking to someone on our Discord last night. We were playing some webcam games. And it was Jack, and I think he was like, so what do you have for, like, draw support? Like, do you have some other Pokemon? I was like, no, you just want to start with Arceus. What better way to guarantee you start with Arceus than to only play Arceus? Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what we did with Gardevoir, except you would put the one copy of fucking Xerneas Prism Star in there, and it come back and bite you in the ass every time. Right, so it's like, yeah, I guess you could put some type of support draw or something in here, but... If you put one other Pokemon in there one out of five times, that's what you're starting with. In this case, you 100% of the time start with exactly what you want, Arceus V. So what we're going to do here, we have Arceus V, Arceus V Star, Mewtwo V Union. The goal of this deck is going to be playing it as an Arceus deck, a pure Arceus deck, while using the V Star power or ability in this case, to help you start discarding pieces of the V-Union quickly while also attacking them with the Arceus V-Star. You're putting good pressure on your opponent, hitting them for these nice V-Star attacks at 200 and accelerating 3 energy, while at the same time moving through your deck and discarding pieces of the V-Union using many cards that we have to find them and discard them. And then eventually what's going to happen is you're going to bring out the V-Union, use your Arceus V-Star attack to do 200 to an active and accelerate the three energy onto the Mewtwo V-Union, which will clean up and win the game. I also want to point out that Mewtwo V-Union can get through like any matchup. It's an ability or attack rather that drops 16 damage counters wherever you want to put them, allows you to cut through Mill Tank's ability. So now you're not worried about Mill Tank things. It allows you to get through the new uh, Mewtwo V Union stall decks because you're killing the Mill Tanks there. It allows you to target key uh, pieces of the Reggie decks like the piece that accelerates the energy. It allows you to pick up every damage counter that you missed with Arceus V-Star. 
Awesome card. So the main attacks of Mewtwo V Union that matter in this deck is that one for three psychic energy, you can drop 16 or actually two psychic and one colorless. You can drop 16 damage counters, however you'd like. That's an awesome attack of Mewtwo. And your last big attack that matters is that for three psychic and a colorless, you can do 300 damage, making Mewtwo V Union one of the only cards in the game that can just cleanly wipe out any V-Star, any V-Max, because if you put a choice belt on it, you're hitting it for 330 damage. Mewtwo V Union will clean up. Whatever Arceus does not take down, Mewtwo V Union comes out and basically wins you the game. So the trainer cards, how we're going to get this in the discard so fast. One, okay, we got Energy Recycler. We'll use this later in the game because we're going to go through a lot of Psychic Energies while we're attacking with Arceus. So we're going to need to shuffle some back in later, up to five Energy, to get them back in the deck to accelerate them on the Mewtwo. We have two copies of Marnie. That's just a little disruption when you don't want to have to discard things. One copy of Peonia. That lets us look at three cards from our prizes and then put three cards from our hand back into the prizes. This helps us find a piece of the missing Mewtwo V Union when we may need it. But then again, you're going to take prizes with Arceus anyways. It's not like you're waiting on the V Union. The V Union just closes out the game. One copy of Palpad in case we need to recycle something like Peonia back in, or maybe something like a Sharon's Care, which we also play. We have one Hyper Potion, which is super important because we will be playing some double turbo energies, which we will have the ability to attach those to Mewtwo V Union and then heal 120 damage from Mewtwo V Union as well, forcing your opponent to have to three shot the V Union. You can't waste three attacks on this V Union, it'll win the game in three attacks. Like, it'll win anything. 16 damage counters, you'll take out two Sobbles and weaken something else. You know, you can just destroy their support system once that thing is out. It's crazy. Four Quick Ball, finding basic Pokemon, also allowing you to discard a card, which is important so you can discard the Union pieces. One Big Charm, either make the Arceus a little harder to knock out in one shot, so that way they have to two-shot an Arceus. Or maybe your Mewtwo V Union when you're scared of the potential of a one-shot. Like Mewtwo V Union in a Mew matchup, sometimes you want to put a big charm on it. Because Mew has the ability to hit it, but Mew really has trouble hitting 330. So sometimes it saves you in Mew. One copy of Professor Burnett. This is a cool card. So just lets you search your deck for two cards and discard them. Sometimes you start off with two Mewtwo V Union pieces in your hand and you use your Arceus V-Star ability to grab Professor Burnett and Ultra Ball. You discard the two pieces from your hand with Ultra Ball to maybe grab another Arceus for the bench while playing Burnett to discard the remaining two pieces and therefore in one turn possibly putting all four pieces in the discard pile at once then accelerating right onto the Mewtwo or Arceus however you want to play it out. So Burnett comes in handy here and there. One copy of Canceling Cologne, because sometimes Miltank is just annoying, and I've noticed a lot of people playing Miltank get too risky with Miltank. They'll put a Miltank into the active scoop up the benched Pokemon, thinking that you just don't play anything to get through Miltank, and then you pull mm -hmm. out that one copy of Canceling Cologne and win the game. Pretty yeah, nice card. Dumb, it's but, dumb, know, but okay. they do it a lot. I mean, if you look at the Sanders 
Miltank v. Union deck, he relies a lot on a Miltank thinking you can't knock it out. And a lot of people are copying his deck and not playing it as well, obviously. That, and they're risking the Miltank. That's good when you're the only person that's doing it for the first time. But guess what? It's been done. It's been done at a yeah, high level. Yeah, we know so now. If, out. The cat's out of the bag. You need to play Canceling Cologne because people play a Miltank and fuck up the game. So we got one copy in here because it can win you a lot of games quickly. We have four copies of Ultra Ball, one of the best cards to find your pieces because Ultra Ball, one, you get to discard two cards. Two, you get to search for any Pokemon, which can be a V Union piece. So this is a ball search that can get us V Union Pokemon. You can discard one V Union piece and something else to grab another V Union piece, and then maybe you grab another you have another Ultra Ball, so you discard that piece and something else to grab another V Union piece. You know, you can chain Ultra Balls together, quickly getting these V Unions into the discard. Two choice belts, so we can either accelerate the Arceus damage up to 210 or 230, allowing Arceus to quickly snipe another Arceus, snipe a Palkia before they're set up, or allowing U2 V-Union to get to 330, which can one-shot Duraludon V-Max, which has been the tanky boy that people have had trouble dealing with. Mewtwo V-Union can come out sight unseen and just one-shot Duraludon, which is pretty awesome, as well as things like Ice Rider Calyrex. Besides that, we got two Adventures Discovery. This card really makes this deck work because Adventures Discovery lets you search for three Pokemon V, mm -hmm. whatever you want. So it can be Arceus V, Arceus V Star, Mewtwo V Union pieces. This card will often, I'll play it to grab my V Star plus two V Union pieces. And then I'll use my V Star to ability to grab an ultra ball to discard yeah. those two pieces to get another Arceus on the bench and then some other important card I need maybe it's the double turbo maybe it's a path to the peak to stop my opponent's abilities on the following turn so Adventures Discovery is an awesome way to get half of the V Union pieces into the discard quickly as well as setting up your Arceus V star so it's it's really that's just how you get your V-Star and everything going, you know? If you're not getting Arceus out and you're not attacking, the deck kind of flops. So all of these cards in here kind of, I would say 80% of them, help you get everything out that you need. Besides mm -hmm. that, we have two bosses orders, so we can snipe the key things we want. We have one path to the peak, and this is really just something for you to play after you've done your V uh, your V star ability with Arceus often you'll grab this as one of your two cards if you think it's necessary that way you can just shut off uh, Arceus retaliation or a Palkia you can shut off their radiant Greninjas so many important things that you could turn off with this you can also turn off Duraludon's ability if you wanted to use a double turbo great card to have one of we have two collapse stadium this is just a good stadium to play in general because a lot of decks like Palkia need big benches. Uh, you know, the Reggie decks need to have all six pieces out to function. So you can do this in a Marnie and fuck up a lot of decks. It also really hurts Mew because Mew is not getting their full six bench. They're not drawing as much. It doesn't hurt you as much as a path to the peak would or hurt Mew as much as a path to the peak, but it definitely slows their pace down, which I've noticed has led to a lot of success. For Professor's Research, because we want a lot of ways to quickly discard and draw seven, we have no draw support Pokemon. So the way we get cards 
is professor's research. It's very important that you keep track of your ability to draw in your hand. And if you don't have a draw for next turn, you probably want to make sure if you're using your Arceus that you are planning a draw as one of those two cards so that you can keep yourself moving through a deck. We have one copy of Sharon's Care, so if they don't knock out an Arceus V-Star, you can pick it back up with all cards attached and move up a new Arceus, basically resetting everything they've done. Two copies of Switch, because you got to get some shit out to get the Mew in there sometimes, although sometimes you'll just discard. But those Switch can be important when they try to grab up the benched Arceus on turn one and make the one in the active with the energy not get to attack. Lastly, a card that's very important is four copies of Trekking Shoes. And this is our last trainer. Trekking Shoes is so useful because it allows you to plow through the deck. You take the top card, you can decide if you want it or if you want to discard it. If you choose to discard it, you draw another card to your hand. This is great because that gives you four chances to potentially just discard a Mewtwo V Union, and it also allows you each time to essentially get two cards deeper into the deck. That's two cards closer to one of the many supporters that get us the pieces we need or energy and things like that. There are so many turns where I risked it to find a double turbo energy and then came to a trekking shoes in my hand and the trekking shoes is the card that gets me my double turbo so it's very useful to plow two cards deeper love that card as far as energy we have eight psychic energy and four double turbo energy so 12 energy in total in the deck making it very likely that you're going to hit energy whether you hit a double turbo, if you go first, you can attach any energy. If you go second, you really want to push to get that double turbo to quickly get your energy acceleration off with Arceus V onto a benched Arceus V to set you up for game. But that's basically it. It's a very simple streamlined deck that you attack with Arceus for maybe two to three attacks at most by your third time attacking you almost always have the V Union as an option, but there's a lot of games where I actually give the V Union as an option on my first attack going first. So I'll go first, set up to Arceus, and then by my next turn, I'm already getting the V Union out if I choose to. But sometimes I'll choose to wait until late game to bring the V Union out because people tend to want to target it early. And I like to pick up things off the bench later in the game to maybe take four or so prizes or three prizes at once. Yeah, man. So, like I said, I've played with this deck, and what I really like about it is, first of all, I went 4-0 with it. Um, I didn't get to play it in the actual event at Locals, but I did play it in some friendlies. And so I went 4-0, and it's just, like, easy in a good way. You know? Yeah. It's just, like, it just, like, drives itself. Like you said, it's only, like, RCSV, so it's like, oh, shit. Like, you don't I really... You, there's some critical thinking you have to do in the fact that you have to recognize that one of the, you know, something's prized, the best times to play Pione mm -hmm. and like, and to keep the, to keep it going. But at the same time, it's just like, like, yeah, there's a lot of, I think it. of like prioritizing, like what's most important in this moment. And I could yeah. see people playing it wrong if they went in thinking, Oh no. Okay. One me, you two V union pieces prize. I got to get the Pione. I got to find it. But no, you can take your time because you can take prizes with Arceus. It's such a good Pokemon. It accelerates when it attacks. Take some prizes and the Mewtwo V Union will come. Yeah, it, you know, like I said, it's just like 
no, the strategy, yes, you have Mewtwo V Union, that's your closer, but like you gotta get to that point, you know. So just yeah, like, just fucking play RCS V Star, you know, it's a really powerful card in itself, and just fucking just let it go. Just let it happen. Yeah, you, know? you don't have anything else for them to target and snipe, right? So if you make that your Arceus are kind of hard to knock out. Maybe you strategically mm. put a big charm out because you know they can't knock you out. You focus on getting the Sharon's care to get mm -hmm. it recovered. You're just playing a smart Arceus deck for the first two to three turns. And then eventually you pull out this V Union and your opponent's like, what the fuck is this? And you yeah, just... And like when you just win because they can't one-shot it and you get two turns. If you get two turns of dropping 16 damage counters, like you start picking off all of their single prizers and then on the next turn, you drop like your 300 attack and just win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like like you said, like you, what you told me in person, I can't remember what you called you told us here, like Pione, like it's usually, it's a lot more effective if you play it after you've taken prize cards, like you said, because yeah. you have a lot, there's like less room for error. Right. The worst thing is playing Peonia early, looking at three cards and finding that you completely whiffed on the yeah. one missing V V union piece. Right. So once you've taken you know two prizes, yeah, you know, it's in the other three. Once you've taken two prizes, like, okay, you have a much better chance. If three of the four cards you get to see. Yeah. If you're taking three prizes, guess what? You're going to get it. <laughs> Right. So like I don't think I've ever won as many games on PTCGO as playing this deck. Like I'm just casually just having lunch, playing games, going like nine out of ten, eight out of ten, like these consistent, really high streaks. And then you'll come across like a a baby Lucario deck and get fucked up because it's like yeah, all fighting. Of yeah, because yeah. of weakness. Like that's the thing. Like if you come across a fighting deck, you're kind of just fucked because like no just not it. Yeah, you just accept them. People aren't playing fighting decks highly. So at this this is a good deck where like you enter this into a tournament because you know it's such a concentrated meta of Palkia and Arceus. You have a better chance of winning Arceus than Arceus has of beating you because you play Mewtwo V Union and they don't. You know? <laughs> they will never get to one-shot your Arceus. Yeah. They will never get to drop 16 damage counters. And when you play against the Miltank Stall, Miltank Stall is not ready for you to come out and start dropping 16 damage counters, taking out, you know, two things at once. They're not ready for that kind of shenanigans. Why do you think you're the best fit for this position? Why should we hire you to our organization? Because I play Mewtwo V Union, and you don't. <laughs> exactly no one's playing it or well, they're not playing it in this way right they're not playing it as an aggressive attacker we saw the sanders list i was so mad actually when i saw in the stream and playing and him playing that deck yeah because i was like i've got to play this deck i'm gonna be the fucking person playing the v union deck and i hated yeah. v union cards when i came out i still think it's fucking stupid but there's something fun about slowly putting these pieces into the discard to choose some point in the game when you think it's acceptable to pull this Pokemon out of the discard. Like, there's something kind of fun about the way it plays. There's something fun about having all the pieces in the discard, like you said. Yeah. And not doing it right away. Right. You know, just like, it's there. It's made me yeah. have a lot more fun playing the game, playing this mm -hmm. deck. And I have it sleeved up, like I was playing it on the webcam. Like, it's it's a lot of fun to play it. I will say I've taken a lot of mulligans every now and then. I think I played a game with Jack the other night that was nine mulligans. 
mm-hmm. before I hit yeah. it. But I have a lot. I think on we've done av- more with Guardy. Yeah, on average, most of my games are one mullet, one to two mulligans. So your opponent gets like two extra cards, but you're guaranteed to have what you want, basically. Mm-hmm. And two twenty HP on an RCS, they're they're more likely not going to knock it out their first turn. They might get a Meloetta dunk, but Meloetta's got to try even harder because now Meloetta needs a power tablet. Yeah. Right. It's one more piece to make it a little more difficult to be dunked. And if they don't knock it out, who cares if you evolve it and then they knock it out? It doesn't evolve into a three prize Pokemon. It's still a two prize Pokemon. So it doesn't matter if they knock out the V or the V star. It's all the same in the end. They're going to have to knock out two Arceus and they're going to have to knock out the V union. Sounds pretty. Probably won't do. Which they probably won't do unless they're playing a dark deck, you know? So all the V unions are like super powerful but like Mewtwo is like of all of them it's like that one gets out and you're just like fuck because it's like I think it's just like especially tanky it's <laughs> like well, it's not that high of an HP like Zacian and some of these other ones are actually higher and have bigger attacks yeah. the thing with Mewtwo is it's it has more tactics built into it yeah. you know the ability to drop 16 damage counters to basically fix all the math you've had of the game leading up to it is amazing because Arceus might hit something for 200 or 230 with the choice belt and then they mm-hmm. retreat it there are games do i played palkia and i hit a palkia for 230 and then they retreated it it's got 50 left and then i hit yeah. another one for 230 and then they retreat it and then a Mewtwo V Union comes out, and I take out both Palkias at one time for 10 damage counters and drop yeah. six damage counters on a Sobble, taking five prizes at once. Yeah, like, and you're just like, yeah. That's shit that Mewtwo can do that the other big V Unions can't do. And yeah, you hit for 300 instead of like 340, like Zacian, but 300's good because we got Choice Belt. Yeah, you don't need fucking 340 anymore. Like, yeah. That's just getting to overkill. And there's no downfall of Mewtwo V Union. You don't discard energy when you attack. You know, you also have the ability to heal if you need to. There is a healing attack that can heal two, I think, heal 200 from you. Ridiculous. Which is great. So if they're hitting you for less than 200, you can consistently heal yourself. Like if they hit you for 150, you heal 200. Mm. Then they hit you for 150 and you heal 200 again. You know, you just like keep healing until there's nothing left and until the numbers don't even matter. Like they have to hit it for big. And I want to point out one more important thing. AV union is not AV max. And therefore, when you play Reggie, Reggie cannot hit you for 300. Reggie doesn't have a dark attacker. Reggie has nothing good against the V union. It just, it has a solid matchup in like every meta deck that you might go against right now. It has a solid play with the exception of like Rapid Strike Urshifu, which isn't being played heavily. Yeah, well, sweet list, man. And with the awesome finish that you had with it, I imagine like, well, we might see a couple like imposters trying it out. I don't want to say imposters, <laughs> but you know what I mean. I hope the V Union cards have not gone up in price though, because that Sanders deck, man, people started wiping that stuff out. Yeah. Well, I have mine. <laughs> I, I had to buy the code for mine. It was like $3 when I bought it, but well yeah, worth $3. Maybe you can find the box, but then you'll have another code that you don't need. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know, man. Well, let's move on to our next segment. Uh, unfortunately, the captain of the university debate team had a scheduling conflict. Yeah, so we had to uh, bring someone else in to fill in for this event. 
Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the co-host of CNN's Crossfire, famed political consultant, the raging Cajun, Mr. James Carville. Thank you. Thank you, Dean Pritchett. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here, sir. Topic number one. <clears throat> what is your position on the role of government in supporting innovation in the field of biotechnology? Well, Dean, I'm, I'm glad that you asked that Actually, question. Actually, I'd like to jump in and take that one, Jimmy, if you don't mind. I think we're done. Have at it, Hoss. Recent research has shown that empirical evidence for globalization of corporate innovation is very limited. And as a corollary, the market for technologies is shrinking. As a world leader, it's important for America to provide systematic research grants for our scientists. I believe strongly that there will always be a need for us to have a well-articulated innovation policy with emphasis on human resource development. Thank you. So Austin, have you heard the saying that there's someone for everyone? Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> well, <laughs> with us today, believe it or not, is Jack from Australia who voluntarily chooses Cramorant as his favorite Pokemon. <laughs> Cramorant? Why does that, that sound so familiar? <laughs> it definitely sounds familiar, right? Because we got to start with the important question, Jack. A few days ago... We heard from many rogue rats who expressed their dislikes for Cramorant. How did it make you feel when you heard such harsh words being directed at Cramorant? And just to refresh your memory, people referred to Cramorant as an incompetent spitting spelling mistake. Actually, your your significant other <laughs> called it a trash Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Among just, other things. Just a throwaway <laughs> trash Pokemon. Yeah, look, I, I got beef with everyone that was on that on that podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna come for you one by one, okay? But I'm not I'm not here to start fights or anything. I'm here to defend Cramorant today. <laughs> and that's what by gosh I'm gonna do. Okay, so we're excited to hear how are you gonna defend this incompetent bird that confuses a Pikachu with a Aracuda? All right. Guys, if you got a water flying Pokemon, you got to have some absolute gall to put an electric Pokemon in your mouth and then spit it at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Okay. Okay. <laughs> tough, or or it's. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing from like a college frat boy who sticks something strange up their ass. You know, like that's tough too, right? Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> 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 it falls Hell in yeah. the same the same vein. I gotcha. Yeah, you go so, nuts doing that. <laughs> so the basis of your argument is that Cramorant's a tough motherfucker. I wouldn't want to fuck with him. <laughs> That's why he's my favorite. It does say that he sometimes turns on his his own trainer. So that man's psychotic, but it's out of I like respect it. <laughs> Look that man in his beady little green eyes and tell me he wouldn't beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I I would step in a ring with him. You would? Yeah, yeah. I would. You, you, you'd yeah. come out second best. <laughs> come out second. <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd watch it. 
only second to the Aracuda <laughs> that he spit at me. Yeah. Oh, the Pikachu. Man, Cramorant's <laughs> green eyes look like he's hopped up on methamphetamine. So I don't know if you want to mess with that dude. He looks like he's been eating bath salts. Yeah. He's pumped up. <laughs> okay, so besides the fact that he's just a tough motherfucker, what else can we say about Cramorant? I mean, your own girlfriend said he was a spelling mistake. <laughs> That's the only reason he exists. <laughs> no, I, no, 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 no. That... Crammer rant, all right. I'm gonna have a rant right now. Okay. Let's, <laughs> Cram let's look rant. at yeah. Let's look at Cramorant in the history of the TCG. Okay. What has been a great deck that has been consistently doing well in in this season? Mew Vmax. And what is the consistent card in that deck? Cramomatic. Cramomatic lets you find <laughs> any card that you want in that deck. You gotta Plus, flip a coin first, so you know. Was, that. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Here's the other end of the double-edged sword. If you hit tails, that doesn't matter. You've just got two cards out of your hand, which means you mm -hmm. can draw more cards with Genesec. Tell me that's not a good card. That's a good card. <laughs> and it's Cramorant. It's Cramorant. Eh, kind of, sort of, yeah. yeah. There's also a brand new Cramorant card coming out in the new uh, Lost Abyss, and it's utilizing the Lost Zone. So it's got an ability. If there is four cards in the Lost Zone, you can attack for free. And it's going to attack for 110. 110 for free is no joke. Slam that four boy cards down. in the last zone. Yeah. Four, yeah. Only four. That's nothing. Only four. <laughs> Isn't the last zone like a shared collection too of you and your opponent? Sure no, is. no, it's not. It's Isn't not it? shared. No. You got your actually, you know, you've got your own last zone. Yeah, you have your but, own. That would have been crazy back in the day, dude. If there was a shared collective. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> It's not hard to get four cards in the Lost Zone. Especially with it's all true. the new cards coming out. You've got, if you want to play Expanded, that's even that's even crazier. Just thinking about the number of cards, though. Thinking about the number of cards for a moment. Cramorant's getting another card. This, this Pokemon's been out for, what, two years? Yeah. Think of how many cards. Is there a Pokemon that has been out as long as Cramorant and has that many cards? Uh, I can't I, think I of don't that. know. I can't. That's something Pokemon, good. For That's yeah, going Pokemon for it. Man. Got some, yeah, Pokemon <laughs> got some big plans for this dude. You know what's crazy is um, there was a bunch of recordings that didn't even make it into the Cramorant rant. And Mel, I think she said something about how they overhype the stupid, stupid, derpy meme of a Pokemon. <laughs> like they're memeing the shit out of it. How do you feel about that? I think that's, look, that's kind of what we've got here. Um, look. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a kind of a stupid doopy meme kind of dude. So I guess <laughs> I kind of gravitate towards, you know, like attracts like. And I don't know, I just vibe with that dude, man. He's cool. <laughs> words words can't hurt me. Words can't hurt Cramorant, man. <laughs> I probably know, can't understand them. So to all of our listeners out here, let's just, if you ever, if you join the Discord, which a lot of people have recently, and you asked Jack to show you his Cramorant collection, make sure you set about three minutes of your life aside. It'll be the best three minutes of your life. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got a PSA 9 Korean of the full art. I've got a PSA 9 Japanese of the same one. <laughs> so where, where did it all start, Jack? Where did this love of Cramorant, let's give him a little taste of that three minutes where did your love of Cramorant begin? 
Oh boys, I don't need I need 10 minutes. <laughs> you got to give them the preview. <laughs> no, um it started uh honestly it started when I was playing through my first playthrough of Pokemon Sword and I just saw this crazy little dude in the overworld. This blue little boy and I just caught him and that madman stayed in my team through the whole playthrough. I took him all the way to the end. And probably because you were hoping he would evolve into something cooler. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. But yep. <laughs> but it never happened. <laughs> you realize and I'm, no, and, he's and I'm okay. I'm kind of glad he didn't. I grew a bond with that bird. <laughs> I grew ha- have you made yeah. an effort to visit a real cormorant in real life? I actually haven't. That's that's on that's on the bucket list though. Is it now? <laughs> yeah, it's on yeah. the bucket list. Yeah. I'm pretty ignorant, but is that native to, or does it even live in Australia? Uh, I'd have to Google that. Can you find Let it in check. a zoo? <laughs> We're gonna have to find the nearest cormorant for you. I'll I'll tip into this. <laughs> this is like his... he's looking it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm looking it up. Yeah, this is a bucket <laughs> lift. <laughs> he can act literally. The Pokemon is just a cormorant, right? So it's come on, you can you can actually visit this Pokemon oh, yeah. in real life. There you go. That yep. was one of the things they said. Like our Rugrat said, this is an unoriginal Pokemon. This is just a cormorant. So where's it at? Uh, you can find a pied cormorant throughout Midland Australia. You should I do am, it, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going on. A, I'm going on a cormorant quest. Yeah, you're gonna load up in your your Baja fucking. I don't even know. Savari Jeep. No, the Tacoma. <laughs> He's got the, the Tacoma. Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a Subaru. <laughs> hey, take it easy now. He's not high enough to drive a Subaru, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> not cool enough. Not high enough in the levels of socio socioeconomic status. <laughs> is that is go. that the thing? Is it? <laughs> no. Here's what I think. I think there's there's Toyotas, and then there's Subarus. They're just like they're the same. I would drive a Toyota. I do drive that. Toyota. I feel like the Toyota's Toyota the truck people. version, right? Because Subaru yeah, got yeah, rid yeah. of their little Baja thing that they used to have. Yeah, I, they I, did. I was telling um I was telling Austin. I used to have a Baja. That was like my very really? first car. Yeah, that was my first one. <laughs> and then you guys had, yeah. then you had to up it for a real truck. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a used one here of the Subaru Baja like Outback, and I'm like thinking about knocking on the door and being like, "Hey, <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, buy your car <laughs> just out of nowhere." So, but we're not here to talk about trucks, you know, good utility vehicles. We're here to talk about Cramorant. Okay, so we've established that Cramorant is you don't want to fuck with it. It's kind of a derpy guy, but you know, some people are derpy and like derpy Pokemon, you know. What That's, else yeah. though? What else is there about it? How about the originality the only, of this bird? Is, what, what do you feel about the design? Dude, I think that's why I loved it, man. He was just crazy. Like he was just like, Graham. You know, like <laughs> what? Okay, which <laughs> do you like better, the the blue version or the shining orange version? No, I like the blue version. You like the blue? Yeah. I don't know He's, why. For okay. some reason, the orange version appeals to me more. It's like I don't He's know. He's cool. I. I did try and uh, I did try and shiny hunt for him for a bit, and I was like breeding him for a while, trying to get a shiny one. But it's my Never boy. Did. It's my boy Blue. You couldn't finish. 
you can finish just like he does and that's a whole yeah. other, that's a whole nother conversation is that um he's a cramorant cramorant delivers dude he always <laughs> yeah. finishes he finishes sometimes with his trainer because he doesn't know the difference you know so <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's some crazy ass shit <sighs> well you're playing with cramorant vmax right now or at least you have the deck build up and you just can't let go no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, this is, this is a cool deck. I love it. I'm not on sleep in that. It's a work of art. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you win with it, to be honest. Yeah, you just haven't watched me enough. It's not about winning. It's about how many coins you flip, Austin. That's it. Well, I built it. See, the thing was, it's like we did a mirror match, and I think I beat it with my version of it. I mean, I... And then... <laughs> I played it but, back in the day when it was the time to play it. And like with Porygon Z, you could get like 12 coins and shit with that bird. It was insane. Yeah. But even then, you'd flip 12 and sometimes get like eight tails. <laughs> Flipping coins isn't my, it's not my strongest suit. I think that's probably what lets me down with the actual Cramorant VMAX card. But mm -hmm. that's not actually my favorite Cramorant card. My favorite one is the one from Vivid Voltage which uh, continuous gulp missile where you can discard any amount of Aracuda from your bench and it does mm -hmm. 60 damage for each Aracuda you discard. Do you guys want to know how serious Jack is? He didn't do that by memory, which I'm sure he could have, but he's referencing a random card that he had on his desk. I know he did. I saw you look down. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yeah. Do you want to, do you have, do you want to do you tell have a so Cramorant special card, about that card in every, every room of your house? No, no, just in the Cramorant, um, in the Cramorant throne. Do you have? Um, like, do you, did you get one like put in epoxy and it's hanging from your rearview rear mirror? Ah, man, that that's a good idea though. That, 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 <laughs> we could do that. I've been looking for a Cramorant plush everywhere, but I just can't find one. Yeah, they just know where to spend the one... time to manufacture it. No, no, the the Pokemon Center Japan have them, but they uh kind of tricky getting stuff from over there mm. for me at least anyway but uh austin that card that i referenced yeah. what's so special about that card that i referenced i know that you know this is it the it's one been... i drew on no 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 no, no you drew on it's the been... spit shot one it's been graded but can you tell everyone what the grade of that card was uh did it come back as a 10 it did did <laughs> was it the only one in population as well? <laughs> it's probably population yeah. yeah. The grader just felt dude. bad for this dude. He's like, oh, this guy wants his cramorant graded. <laughs> this guy sent a common card in here. If I give him anything less than a 10 on his common, oh, this poor dude. <laughs> every now and again, I do happens? check the population. I always check the population every now and again. It's still one. Yeah. To find yeah. that there's Special. you know a kindred spirit out there. <laughs> yeah, like, where's my boys at? No, 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 no. All I know is that it's invaluable to me. <laughs> you can't oh, put you, you can't put a price on that. <laughs> I think you can. No, no. <laughs> it's called it's called find ten of those cards and get them graded. <laughs> it's called bulk plus grading fee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get like several tens and just take that away from you. <laughs> you send in like a hundred no. copies. 
completely irresponsible use of your money. I'll buy them. I'll buy them if you got them. <laughs> you buy my tens? Yeah. Jack's okay. gonna oh, read Jack's gonna redo like tile backsplash in his kitchen with fucking grated cramorants. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna I know you're gonna have one up from your rear view mirror now. Yeah, I'll do that. That's a good idea. Actually, yeah. You could kind of rig it really. You could just put one in like a, a top loader, you know, and put a little hole punch in the top of the sleeve. Yeah. Not the card. Or the card. I mean no, it's fucking trash, no, no, no. but you know. Nope. 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 You should be wearing one around your neck right now. Yeah, if I go to a boxing match, I'll uh Yeah. I'll make sure that's, that's We've learned one thing from Logan Paul, it's that you should wear your favorite Pokemon around your neck. Yep. Do you have a Cramorant tattoo on your left ass cheek? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> have you thought about it? I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we're just putting all these bad ideas in here. <laughs> these aren't bad. These are good ideas. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of like some funny like sexual like tattoo you could do with it. Like of him saying something funny or just like, you know, I don't even know. It's like, <laughs> it's like ASMR, it. <laughs> but it's Cramorant. Cram. <laughs> 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 All I know is if I ever got a tattoo on my ass, Mel would kill me. <laughs> Just don't tell her. <laughs> she'll find out, man. She'll find out. I know she'll find out. That, that would be the way out. to find out. <laughs> Just get out of the shower one morning. <laughs> you need to She's find like, a fake tattoo first to do it and just see like a just like a stick on and Yeah. <laughs> And just well, you can get that done. You could get the outline. You know, you could go to a tattoo shop and just have them do the outline, not the actual tattoo. You know, of the of the sharpie. You get them pretty mm. close and just be like, "What's that?" And be, oh, nothing. You know, cover it up real quick. But like, just, just let it slip out of the towel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing, sweetie. Don't worry about it. And see how she just see how she takes it. You know. Yeah. I don't think that'll go well. <laughs> okay, so do you have any other defense for Cramorant? I mean, we haven't heard that much of a defense at the moment. Just like, all right, you all really right, like him? All, do you think right, he kicks ass? <laughs> I'm all about putting my money where my mouth is, and here, here's my promise to the Pokey Rogue community. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna ball. I'm gonna go balls deep, like almost as deep as a Cramorant swallows Aracuda. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone on the discord gets a cramorant i'm talking about the size of a half dollar maybe a little bit bigger if they get a tattoo of it i will do the same thing <laughs> then first you better you better get a tattoo booked pretty soon then <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jack's gonna do it. I mean, hey, that's that's all the defense Cramorant needs. It, once it's like on someone's skin, immortalized, I'll do it, King. I'll do it. You know, there's I'll plenty of people king. with like Gengar tattoos. Not many people have a Cramorant tattoo. Like once you join, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Dude, we'll be we'll be Cramorant brothers. It'd be great. You gonna do it? Yeah. Okay, that's my Hell promise yeah. to you. I, I will do it. I will do it. All right. My wife's going to be pissed. 
<laughs> hey, stars mill, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where are you gonna get it? You you are better to ask for forgiveness than for permission, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> Nick, are you gonna get your first tattoo? I'm not gonna get a Cramorant tattoo, no. <laughs> <laughs> Weak. Weak. If I get a tattoo, I'm gonna get, you know, a Pokemon that doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Cramorant doesn't suck. It spits. <laughs> oh, that's true. And swallows. That's what we've learned from Cramorant. Yeah. I'm going to get a tattoo of Leafeon driving a, toy- a Tacoma <laughs> 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 with his little head hanging out the window. <laughs> See, maybe, we should get a- hey, maybe we should get a Cramorant in a Baja. <laughs> <laughs> that would be what Cramorant's driving. <laughs> That'd actually be pretty cool. <laughs> just just have them sit behind the windshield or the you know the t- of a car steering wheel of a car. <laughs> <laughs> like not even looking where he's going. Well, he does because they have this not, like you know yeah, they he's have got eyes. In the yeah, he's got. So he has to look sideways. That, I don't so think he's like, ever blinked. He doesn't he need to. <laughs> he doesn't need to. All right. Well, I think. Our conversation's gone a little too far into Grand Morant because now <laughs> I've I'm gonna get a tattoo. Yeah, that's say things <laughs> went regret. I'll do it. <laughs> well, thank you, Jack, for <laughs> for joining us in defense of Cramorant and helping Austin, you know, come to terms with his new tattoo. I'll do it. It doesn't even have to be Jack. But if more than one person gets it, I think that'd be pretty fucking cool. And we'll have to keep our eyes on the Discord so that we can see these Cramorant tattoos. That'd be great. Collage of all of our Cramorant (laughs) tattoos. Cram gang. All right. (laughs) Well, man, have a great night and thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. So now it's time for some TCG tips and tricks. Hey, man, why don't you fucking listen occasionally? You might learn something. What do you got for us this week, Austin? All right, man. We'll keep this really short. But I, all I got to say is the decision to allow someone to redo an action while playing the game, it should be consensual. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I don't well, I don't think you should allow them to redo a decision at all, but breaks yeah, but the very know, framework of the game. It's not even your option. Yeah. Don't want to. And the thing is, is like, I've been playing a lot in person again, like more so than I have, like, almost more than I have in Memphis in total, like in the past month, like since the three years I spent in Memphis. Yeah. And something that's like, I mean, they're really nice guys, but it's like really starting to irk me is like, they, they try to like coerce you into like letting them undo a fuck up. Like, mm. come on, man. And it's like, come on, please. And it's like, no, like, no. <laughs> and so like, it is really bad. Like they'll just like, you know, mess up with like an ultra ball or something. They'll grab the wrong target. And then they realize that they have to play research in that same turn. They're like, can I put this back in my deck? And it's like, no, like research it away. Yeah. It's like, this guy was like, we were playing in a friendly match. So I was fine with it. Cause we were like, you know, like we'd already played our matches and we're messing around afterwards. Like, can I redo that? I'm like, sure. You know, like now's the time to practice. And it was like, he basically fucked up and he was done for turn. And then like, I let him undo it. 
and he was playing Shadow Rider and got like fucking 30 more actions from it. And I was yeah. like, and it's, but like, so how did I let him do that? We were actually playing. It's like, no, dude. Like, <laughs> and so <laughs> that's all I got to say is just like, it's really hard to like almost be like confrontational. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like I think a lot of people in this hobby do. don't want to be confrontational. Yeah. And it's like, it's easy to say, oh, you know, it's cool, but just be like, no, man, like we're playing a game like that sucks, you know, like, but you, you won't do it again because like, if you get into the habit or think it's acceptable that you can keep redoing all this shit, like when the time actually comes and you're like actually trying to play like an actual event, like you're not going to be able to fall back on that shit and you're going to be fucked. You know, yeah. you, you got to learn how to like unfuck your fuck up. So that's all I got to say is say, no, you'll be better for it. Your opponent will be better for it. And that that's all I got this week. That's my TCG tip and trick. Awesome. Well, it's time to get into a don't be a dick. Welcome everyone to the don't be a dick segment. We talk about all the ways you can avoid pissing off your opponent playing Pokemon. So before you want to blame your loss on a bad hand or a boss's orders, remember, don't you be a dick. God damn, this is a long segment. <laughs> so <laughs> I've never, I haven't seen you type this much ever. <laughs> Like Maybe you give me shit for typing after after hearing your TCG tips and tricks. I think what I gathered from that is sometimes you got to be confrontational. You know, you got to speak <laughs> up, right? Yeah. I don't know if I'm the dick or maybe the slow player at NAIC is the dick, but I sure as fuck was confrontational. <laughs> so I'm calling You're this kind of a dick. This, You're probably kind of edgy too because you fucking because I didn't sleep, <laughs> right? You didn't sleep. Yeah. So I'm calling this segment harassing in quotation marks the NAIC slow player, and that's because you'll learn that he told the judges that I was harassing him. Anyways, <laughs> so this week, let's say I had it, I had um, an altercation with a real life slow player. My opponent was playing the Shady Dealings Radiant Greninja decks. You know what deck I'm talking about? Where it's just like Radiant Greninja just keeps sniping 90-90. And then at the end, they bring out like a Crabominable. Yeah, just clean house. Yeah, and they just keep cycling like a Nessa to bring energy back into the hand. And then Frostmoth puts it on Greninja. And it's got this constant cycle going with Nessa. So anyways, yeah, he's playing this deck. At this point in the tournament, we're both sitting on three wins, two losses. We can't get another loss, or we can no longer make day two at this point. So we're both kind of still in contention. A tie could be okay. A win could be okay. We're both in that spot. So anyways, my opponent manages to squeeze out a win, six prizes to five in game one. He just pulls it out with a crabominable at the end. So we move into game two. It's at this point that he decides that he has no intention of letting the game finish. You, you know why you don't want to let game two finish if you won game one, right, Austin? Yeah, you get the win. Because yeah, you get the win. win. In a best of three situation at a regionals, for those listeners who have never been to regionals, best of three, if you win game one and time runs out in game two, doesn't matter who has more prizes taken, you just win because you won game one. 
So my opponent went pretty slow in game one. I'd say took probably 25 minutes. However, in game two, this dude's pace instantly cut in half. Like, he just does not want this game to go on. And here we are in game two. And the game is just, everything's falling in my favor. I'm just turn after turn being able to knock out Pokemon, take no damage in return, take out Frostmoth, turn after turn after turn to cut off his engine. So what he decides is to start playing this really slow sequence that repeats of, of actions that's going to waste enough time so that I won't be able to just take six prizes. Even though he's not going to take a single prize, he's going to play out this sequence, and I'm going to describe his sequence, and you can tell me some things that are wrong here. So he's going to play Shady Dealings. He's going to look through his deck for about exactly 15 seconds. He's then going to look at his discard pile for five seconds. Then he's going to look back in his hand for five seconds. Then he's going to select a card, set it down while still holding his deck, wait about three seconds. Then he's going to put the selected card back into his deck and search again for a different selection, saying that the first selection wasn't the selection he actually wanted. He's then going to shuffle his deck exactly six ripples. Now, surprise, the card he selected is actually a scoop-up net. He's then going to pick up the Drizzile, put it back into his hand to use Shady Dealings again. And repeat all of these exact same steps again. He might carry this out maybe another three times in that turn. Using shady dealings, running through all of these steps, picking it back up, doing it again. And again, let me say this, between every single time he does this, he's going to shuffle his deck six times. Six shuffles. Pick it back up, go back into the deck. What are some problems here, Austin? Yeah, he's just being a fucking ass. <laughs> there's some things that you do in this game called yeah, yeah like if you know you're gonna search again like and i see you say that like you don't shuffle your deck six times right it's called compartmentalizing your actions which is a basically a fancy word saying combine actions and in the rules it actually does discuss the need to combine actions you don't shuffle your deck again if you're going back into the deck. If you know that you're playing a scoop up net to pick up Drizzile only to go back in, you don't go back in again. You also don't need to relook at your own discard pile in your own hand every single time you go back in on your same turn. Like nothing has changed in your discard pile in that turn. Nothing has changed in your hand. You also have 15 seconds to fully complete the action. So when I play Shady Dealings, I need to be able to look through my deck, select the card, and move on within 15 seconds. Not select the card for 15 seconds, then look in my discard, then look in my hand, then change my mind about the card, but say, well, I was still searching my deck, I'm still holding the deck, so I'm allowed to change my mind and put it back in and grab another. But this sequence would literally happen five, six times in a turn because he's doing it with every shady dealings over and over again before any action, he looked back in his discard. He looked back in his hand. So anyways, at this point, it's just taking forever. So I asked my opponent if he could combine some of his actions. I said, if you know that you're going back into your deck, could you possibly play a little faster? 
since, you know, you need to complete your actions in 15 seconds. I told him that. I was like, you need to combine actions. You need to complete them in less than 15 seconds. He goes and responds to me, if you don't like my pace of play, why don't you call a judge? And I said, dude, I'm just asking you politely first because it's starting to look like slow playing to prevent us from completing game two. I was like, right now, I'm the only one knocking out Pokemon is what I told him. I was like, it looks like you're just trying to stop game two from ending. And we've had 25 Mm -hmm. minutes to be able to complete. I was like, we should be able to complete two games in 50 minutes. Especially because I'm speed racing my turns now. I mean, I'm playing cards every two seconds. This looks like a fucking game of speed chess. I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to fly through this because I'm like, I'm so in control of this match that I know I'm going to win it and go into a game three. And then we're either going to tie or I'm going to have a chance to win game three. So then he responds to me again. Well, if you have a problem, just call a judge. It's just a game. So why don't you just play? So what he says to me, he goes, it's just a game. So just play. And I say, whatever, man. If it's just a game, then why don't you just play the game instead of wasting time? Yeah. So then I call the judge and the judge comes over and I explain the situation. I ask him, hey, can you watch our gameplay? Just watch the mm-hmm. pace of the gameplay. My opponent responds at this point, well, he keeps harassing me. <laughs> he's, he's harassing me every action. So you're playing too fast. You're slow playing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, just watch him. Watch him, Judge. I was like, he's, he's not combining his actions before going into the deck. I told the judge he's taking more than 15 seconds per action. Like, this is what the rule says. You get 15 seconds, you need to compartmentalize your actions. Yeah, and if you don't, you're, you're guess what? You're not doing shit right. You're not doing it right, right? So long story mm-hmm. short, after a few minutes of watching our gameplay, the judge then states, you are being issued a slow-playing warning and four minutes are going to be added to the clock. Mm-hmm. And he starts freaking out, dude. He's fuming. He begins arguing with the judge. Well, that's not fair. He keeps harassing me the entire time I'm playing. I <laughs> demand to speak to the head judge and appeal this. So then he pulls a Karen's conviction, basically, demands <laughs> to talk to the head judge. The head judge comes out and then declares... Listen, if my judge who watched you for the last, like, you know, 10 minutes of this game is saying you're taking more than 15 seconds per action and not compartmentalizing your actions, then, then it's slow playing. And he's like, an yeah. extra four minutes is being added to the clock. That's only fair. And I say to yeah. him, dude, if you're not slow playing, why is it a big deal that they're adding four minutes, right? If your intention is yeah, knocking like, out my Pokemon, why is it yeah, a bad care? thing? Why do you care? Yeah. So he's mad at this point because he clearly, and the judges are seeing this. They're seeing me one by one take out six prizes and him never even pull off an attack. Mm-hmm. So it clearly looks like they, they see on the slip, they're like, oh, well, who won game one? And I say, oh, he yeah. won game one. Now we're not getting through game two. And the whole time right. he's doing the slow playing, I just keep looking up at the judge. Like I'm just keep making eye contact and I'm looking up and I'm looking down. I'm looking up and I'm looking down. I'm like, dude, like nudge, nudge look at this dude right now. Like, look yeah. at him. He's he's played shady dealings four times, but he never said, I'm going back in. Like, he keeps reshuffling six mm-hmm. ripples before going back in for the same shit again. Like, this is a Fucking sequence. <laughs> the deck- like, I hate to say it. Like, 
the deck plays in a cycle of like you do this, then this, and then you Nessa. Like you just keep repeating the cycle over and over. You don't have to look in your discard every time if you're still on the same turn. So like, mm. yeah, he was in the wrong. He tried to appeal it to the head judge. At this point, he's arguing with them. The judge is like, no, you get your four minutes. Yeah. And then I clearly just win it. And, and honestly, in the four minutes they added, I was two turns away from winning game three in the in that too because he never could get an attack off in game three the exact same yeah, thing happened he easily wasted more than fucking four minutes you know right exactly he wasted probably a good 15 20 of like normal gameplay time because mm. i'm speed playing and i could have won game three at this point as well but like it at least ended at a tie like i wasn't gonna have him force this to be a loss when he had no yeah. way to win game two yeah well fuck man so like I hate people like this. And it's like, this is where the real ass of me comes out. But it's like, they're fucking, it's like they take this shit like personal. Like, this is the end all be all. You know, like, mm -hmm. yeah, like we play at a competitive level, but it's like, this is their f fucking, you know, like part of their existence, you know, like mm -hmm. their justification is like, oh, big finish and all this shit. And that's just like, and then they start to act like that. And it's like, they don't know how to compose themselves and like in a high stress situation. I mean, I would dare say, you know, playing in an event like that is stressful. They don't know what to do and they turn into fucking little children. It's like, yeah, he, he had know, like, like a buddy sitting near him and then his buddy, yeah. he keeps trying to get his buddy going, why am I slow playing? Turning to his buddy. And then his buddy's like, well, he's not slow playing. And the judge is like, dude, this doesn't even involve you. You're not even playing this game. Like stop yeah. trying to get your posse. And I'm like, Dude, this isn't about you and your friends and your friends backing you up. This is about the judge watching you saying you're not mm -hmm. combining your actions. Say you're because going back that, in. They can pull that shit online, you know, the fucking like, like they've been hiding behind their fucking keyboard for fucking right. three years. And they're like, oh, well, you can get away with this, you know, and it's like, no, you can't fucking, you know, bully yourself into fucking, you know, breaking the rules. Like this is real, you know. Yeah. You know I mean? He's like, oh, it's just a game. We can just play. It's like, dude, then just fucking play the game. Yeah, like, and then it's like, well, call the fucking judge, you know, like because he was daring you because he didn't think you'd do it because like he thought he was the big alpha, and you're like, what? man, dude, I would, if we're not in this fucking Pokemon convention, so I'll fuck you up in real life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, man, like yeah. I'm on two hours of sleep right now. I'm just trying to play the fucking game. <laughs> yeah, like you wasted my fucking time, and it's <laughs> and that's the thing too. It's like. We're playing Pokemon, but like, like you said, I will fuck your world. <laughs> right. Like you, if you, you know what you do is you send out a video of you fighting where you fucking roundhouse kick someone and knock their <laughs> ass out in the full suit of armor and be like, keep this shit up and you're going to be next. <laughs> right. Then I'll be definitely be thrown out of the, <laughs> the event. But it's like, no, dude, stop acting like you're a fucking, fucking alpha right now, dude. You're, you're trying to waste time in a, in a card game. Yeah. Instead of just time, taking like, the prizes. And I will say this and let it be heard. If you're trying to be alpha at a fucking Pokemon regionals, like <laughs> get the fuck over yourself. <laughs> like, yeah. Once you, once you assert yourself as alpha, walk outside, go to the nearest restaurant and keep that attitude and see what the fuck happens. Especially in an area like Columbus, you'll get fucking shot.
<laughs> right. Yeah, it kind of looked yeah. like that there. <laughs> yeah, Columbus is rough. So you 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 ain't shit. Like fucking to any of the best players in the world. Like cool, you're a good player. We like the hobby. But at the end of the day, in in the grand scheme of things, you're fucking puny. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. Was I the dick for speaking up? Or was he the dick for slow playing and calling? And was I harassing him? I I will say you probably like you retired. I could see you being kind of an ass about it, but like you were justified in being an ass. <laughs> like you weren't going to be like, hey, can you please play faster? You're like, you need, you know, you would speak very directly and very concisely, which is not being a dick. That's just being. Yeah, I'm just going to tell. I, I heard some people yeah. after tell me like, well, you're not supposed to tell your opponent that you think they're slow playing. You're supposed no, to you just making accusations. Yeah. It's like you're just supposed to call the judge and say, hey, can you watch our pace of play? But I'm like, I'm just talking to you like person to person right now. You're yeah, taking more than shit. 15 action, fifteen seconds, and it looks like mm-hmm. you're slow playing. So fix it. No, that, that's <laughs> called conflict resolution. You keep it at the lowest level. If you can't do it there, then guess what? You move it up like you did. So Yeah, right. I want to talk to him. I don't need to bring a judge into every fucking situation. Like... If it looks like you're playing slower, too slow because it's taking more than 15 seconds and you're just trying to waste the time, I'm just going to say, look, it looks like you're trying to waste time. I get you. I understand what you're trying to do. I'm not a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's cool, you know, but it's not going to work on me, you know? Like, not going to work. Not going to work. Don't do it. And then, you know, and then. Yeah, I don't got it. I don't because now you got he's he was offended because the judge put it on his like record for the day. Because then when they look at someone else accuses him later, they're gonna say, Oh, well, he's already had one slow play accusation. Well, then don't do it. Yeah. Because they're gonna catch up to you. And if you can't play faster, guess what? You're not cut out for the event. Or don't do that deck. Don't do a deck with a constant cycle of 20 fucking actions per turn. Play something, play something simple. Blissey. Play Blissey. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are plenty of decks that you can play that don't involve that mental energy that it takes to play Shady Dealings, Radiant Greninja, you know? Yeah. That's a hard deck. Not a hard deck, but requires critical thinking. It does. No. Man, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. And that's why we need to get the Pokey Road community going everyone with fucking cramorant tattoos on our asses <laughs> and we can fucking just fucking go out we're gonna get, and like when someone does this shit like we don't do anything about it but we'll just stand there and we'll be like <laughs> people get also just shaking his head <laughs> <laughs> just get a stand over there just all of us shaking our heads at him like just in sync now you fucked you up yeah, now you now, fucked up. Now you and fucked then, up. And then when it's over, we just walk away. We don't even look at them. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, we're going to jump into some Rogue Radar to get some news. So we recorded this already, and it's what we said then is you know fallen out of relevance. It's been talked about over and over again, but now it's kind of like let's just fucking talk about it because no one got to hear it when we talked about it before. But people have talked about it, but didn't get to hear us talk about it. 
Exactly. And our opinion, it, it matters. I'll tell you right <laughs> it's important. It matters to, <laughs> to some people. To some people. So, you know, it's crazy. It's awesome that people still listen. Like, we were still getting listens, even though we didn't put out a new episode. Like, yeah, we still get, now, we still so. get listens every week. I mean, someone, so out there was there, probably someone, some rogue rat out there that was like, someone's got to fill the dull space in their morning drive, you know? <laughs> yeah. I wonder which one they went to. Was it the, <laughs> when I need a good laugh, I just go to the episodes with the skits, you know? And I, yeah. I just, well, I just we're gonna do that soon. We're gonna I'm gonna go through and timestamp everything and we'll just do like a collection of fucking, you know, skits. That can be on just our fiftieth episode, you know. And that's what we'll fireside do. Fireside yeah, chat. We'll take all the best skits, all the all the funny moments and mm-hmm. that can be what and, when you're having a hard day, you just go to episode fifty and you mm-hmm. you know, let us take your cares away. But anyway, let's, what are we let's even talking about here? Uh, the fucking so like I said, old news at this point, but whatever. We don't we don't give a shit. We're gonna talk about it, and it is the fact that the standard format rotation, which typically happens in August, you know, the end of the summer, or you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, usually happens, and it's a big deal. We even talked about it the episode prior to this, where it's like, when do you sell your cards? You know, in lieu of the rotation coming out, and like we talked about, yeah, now now's the time to sell. Well, um, everyone and their dog now knows, and if not. It's because you probably only listen to this podcast. Basically, they're pushing it back into early 2023. So this means that rotation isn't happening. It's happening at least six months later than we thought it would be, maybe more. And we're going to have a larger format of cards, like standard format, than we've ever had, at least in my recollection. So let's talk about it. What does this, what does, what are the implications of this? One of the immediate implications, right, is that usually this rotation would happen immediately before Worlds, forcing Mm -hmm. Worlds players to pull out something brand new, right? Because they would lose all these cards they're comfortable with, and they're having to basically, you know, play test something fresh. No deck lists are available to net deck, which I Mm -hmm. kind of liked because I liked seeing people, I like seeing Worlds including creative deck building that there is no basis for any of these decks. These people are having to invent something new because they're losing cards in every deck that exists. And furthermore, what I really like about it is the fact that it's not only the deck, it's not only the playing that is good, it's all the work leading up that makes you know someone a world champion. And it's like, that's fucking awesome. Like, yeah, that's something I've always enjoyed. Now, I've heard counter arguments where people said, yeah, but what happens is the winning deck at Worlds might not actually be the best reflection of that deck because it didn't have, you know, the months leading up to it to really play it out and, and make sure it was the best. And any of no, these decks is only the best. A perfect 60 is only a perfect 60 for a given point in time, which might change in mm-hmm. a week. You know, and to do that blindly is what's fucking awesome. Like the right. fact that they they predict this meta blindly, because now we can be like, well, leading up to NAIC, you have the fucking, you know, the Wisconsin regional, and you're like, well, this is probably a pretty good indication of what I'm going to be seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, like this will be a precursor, and then did the meta really shift? Not much at all. You know, and yeah, so fucking, I think it's healthy, especially for like that high level of an event like i have no problems with it to have a rotation yeah to have a rotation you know it's it's healthy though um i'm gonna kind of bitch about it some more 
I'm fucking tired of seeing some of the cards we've had for a while. Like, yeah, I know they don't really get played anymore, but it's the fucking thought of Zashi and B being around like, for oh, it still gets played. It's in Dialga. They, they fucking yeah. intrepid sword. Fucking that, that shit's old, man. Like fucking, you know, Chinchino, it just needs to go. Shady dealings, it's just getting old. And there's a lot of new draw engines that Pokemon, uh, at least we kind of thought Pokemon was, they've known they were going to do this for a while now, obviously. But mm-hmm. they were releasing cards like Trade, you know, the Leopard and all that right. shit. Right, Leopard like, yeah. and the Barrel. And it's time to see, and these new Turbo engines. Like, mm-hmm. this is the time to really see these come into play, but they're never going to come fully into play while we have because Shady they're going to be on the chopping block for the next rotation. You know what I mean? Like, they're not yeah. going to get... Because shady dealings is gonna is cutting into their time, you know. So yep. when shady dealings does happen, like they're only gonna have like a year, maybe a year and a half of actual play. Whereas fucking shady dealings has been around for three years now, and you know whatever, like it's good. It's gonna be a standard format, like a. It's gonna create like an environment that we haven't seen in a while. Actually, what expanded was like when I played it. So I think that's good because that was such a fun format when it was pretty limited so it's going to be very similar to what i had when i play expanded in you know 2016 no in 2015 2014 like it's going to be very close so like to that to that note like the the op you know the opportunities are going to just be different like the endless almost Mm -hmm. so endless but also while it is endless i feel like there's we're still going to be pigeonhole playing you take a deck and you say shady dealings now build your deck exactly or fucking you know like we do while we have more cards it's it's like while we have more cards we have less because these Mm -hmm. cards are in existence right like you could pair anything with rcs you can pair any but now that we have shady dealings and rcs you can pair anything with shady dealings and rcs you know Mm -hmm. rcs and a friend put a shady dealings engine in there you got a deck like yeah it's like basically it's like you can take an RCS engine, which you know I've done a couple times, but you can take the RCS engine, say I'm gonna change it from Gardevoir to this, change the energy requirements, and guess what? You have you have a different deck. I mean, you pretty much are just doing a different attack, and you know the, the strategy will change from there. But it, you're like you said, not a whole lot of creativity stems from it. And um, I've said this before, um, I'll relate it to Minecraft. I think creative creativity really thrives with limitations. Mm-hmm. You know. That's just me personally. Um, yeah. Putting some kind of control, some limitation or parameters. And I think that's honestly where creativity thrives. But, you know, it's only for six more months. It's going to be something totally different. And while we like, we were getting excited for the rotation, I guess, you know, like it's, it's something different, you know, it's not a rotation, but it is something different. So fuck it, whatever. Yeah, true. So, so what cards did you sell that maybe... You you had no interest in playing them, you know, even if they were. But like you said, you sold a bunch of things in mm. Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, I sold a lot of I sold a lot of copies of Shady Dealings. I mm-hmm. sold because I had like four. Because we full, when we were playing each other. Yeah, when we were playing like each other, we had, and we were making six yeah. decks sitting around. I mean, I had tons Cause of. Because we were doing co- it was during our you know our COVID play, like we didn't have yeah. fucking in life play. And I so. I sold at I'd say probably like twelve Drizzile. Probably mm-hmm. like 12 Shady Dealings and Talions, a couple Quick Shooters even, because I didn't expect Quick yeah. Shooters to stick around much once we lose the Shady Dealings. Like, sold a ton of Cinchinos. I don't know that I feel bad about most of the Vs and stuff I sold, though, just because, like, 
there's so many decks, you know, there's only so mm. many I can build. And it's more like I don't have a league locally to just go to. So unless it's something I love that I'm keeping around because I want it to be a deck that I play on the webcam, like I don't really need to have six decks around. There's only like three or four that I want to mess around with on the webcam. Yeah, and you're going to want them to be different archetypes, you know. Right, I That's want them the to be different feeling decks just because like if you're just playing, you know, if you're hanging out with friends and playing for fun, you want to be able to switch up to having a different feel every time you switch decks. You don't want them to all mm -hmm. be exactly the same, so... So yeah, like um, it, it'll be fine. Like it's not the end of the world. Like fuck it, you know. Like if you don't, if you're pissed about the rotation not happening, fucking make yourself abide by the rotation. You know, there's always that option too. Like say fuck it. Like mm. Pokemon didn't want to rotate the cards. Like I'll put myself at a disadvantage and I'll still thrive. What? How do you feel about that? I mean, I I, I don't I'm also kind of pissed. Like I don't think Marty's that's not... worth doing because it almost seems like you're you're trying to practice yeah. for the future. And I'm not like I'm not the person that th this is my entire life. You know, I'm not no, sitting there going. Doing it to be I hip. need to practice. To practice. For... You're just being fucking hip. Yeah, like yeah. I don't need to prepare for the the future meta of 2023 while we're in just well, hitting fucking, July, yeah. like tomorrow or whatever. But. And that's that's another thing too is like people like will not even like appreciate a format because of a impending rotation. Like it really pisses me off when I see fucking YouTubers. They're like, oh, we're doing post rotation play, and it's like, yeah, but you still have a month and a half of this, you know, this play. Like, yeah, and it's just like they're just trying to fucking push it. If out you there. have events that makes sense too, like to to stay playing. You know, I guess that changes it too. Is like now that this rotation is continuing on, not only does it go on beyond worlds, but usually a new rotation would start a new season as well. Yeah, here where a new season will begin, still with the same rotation. So that will be interesting. Yeah, I mean, regionals. I guess. I mean. What regionals might come back in like September, October? Who knows? Yeah, and then I'm sure we might still be playing Shady Dealings, Arceus, Shady Dealings, Palkia. Yeah, I mean, I hope they, but I hope with this they do trim expanded play because Collinsville is the closest regional to me. Yeah, and it's it's traditionally expanded, and it's like fuck it, like I'll go, yeah, and I'll play because I want to go play at a regional that's close and I'll fucking suck. <laughs> like, you know, like last, the last one I went to in 2020, like I think the last regional before COVID shut everything down, like I just went and played like Ultra Necrozma because I didn't know like... I was the like, baby one? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I, think like, was... I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> like, what double to bro energy? But yeah. that's besides the point. Um, I think this is good. It's probably given... And to this note... A lot of cards didn't get to get played with because of COVID. So I think it there is that as well. And, mm. you know, they're just kind of taking a second to realign where everything's at and fucking just, you know. Well, positive things. Victini is still around. We can still find new creative ways to play Victini. Still can yeah, play Leafeon because we got Galar Mine. Mm-hmm. Fucking... I don't know. Like, yeah, there's some cards that can get some more love. Dragapult. Fucking... I mean, I, I love Dragapult. I love the mechanic. You can still play some mm -hmm. Dragapult. Might not be good, but you can still play it. <laughs> no, man. Dragapult's kind of falling off. Um, what else? Fucking 
your fucking Salamance VMAX. That, yeah, that pull out dead. some Salamance. There you go. That card's done for, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've always fucking hated that deck. Because <laughs> you played it like a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, hey. you just always did what you wanted to do with it. But Maybe yeah, Salamance no, just... needs to come back. We don't have a lot of lightning. No, dude, because it hits like a fucking flat 240. 240 wasn't good at one time, but now it is. 240 plus Choice Spell plus Zigzagoon. Yeah, you fucking do it, man. Guess what? And by the way, guys, I gave Nick like fucking 40, 50, maybe even $60 worth of codes. And the and the deal was he does fucking rogue decks for a, a while now. <laughs> so Well, here, I have a rogue deck today. It's a great yeah. deck. It's probably going to give you something fun to play with. For weeks I played to it. Come. Like I said, I played it. I played it in locals. I'm gonna keep playing it because it actually did really fucking good. Like I don't, yeah. I don't see any downsides to it. So even like it's people, always people nice. Can't even really counter it. Like it's, the only thing yeah. they can counter is playing fighting. It's always nice when the rogue deck you come up with is actually really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah, like I have it sleeved up and like I played it, and the guy was just like, I don't know what to do now. And I was like, yeah, you pretty much just lose. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, you, I'm just going to keep doing this. So, well, I think we've got an episode on our hands, man. I think we do, oh, dude. dude. I think by we the do. way, Mel, which if the listeners don't pick up on this yet, Jack's significant other sent me a message on Discord unsolicited and said, Jack is not getting a Cramorant tattoo. Sit down. So. Oh, Already oh. shot down. Yeah, but I, fucking Glenn will do it. I know he will. Glenn won't do it. Glenn will do it. <laughs> Who's going to be the one? Who's going to be the fucker that does it? You're the one that said it. It's fucking me, you. No, I won't do it until they do it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But I will do it. I'm, I will not fucking... I need to tell my wife about this. But anyway, I think we've got an episode. We got an episode. We're good. If you made it to the end of this episode, we greatly appreciate you. Please take a second and give us a five-star review and follow us on your podcast platform. Pokey Grow wants to hear from you and build a community together. Reach out with your thoughts about rogue decks, misplays, and how to avoid being a dick when playing Pokemon. Let's keep this conversation going. You can find us on Facebook at Pokey-Rogue-TCG or email us directly at PokeyRogueTCG23 at gmail.com or at PokeyRogueTCG on the Instagram and, of course, the Discord. And people are listening because while we didn't put out an episode, I think that's the most people we've had join the Discord in a week. So they probably were like, fuck, you know, like, yeah, that was where a lot of people did join. <laughs> they probably were getting on there to see what was going on. So I also passed out a few cards at the NAIC. Everyone, oh, really? everyone who played a deck that was a little rogue. I'm like, Hey, you mm-hmm. seem to be a fan of the rogue decks, huh? This guy's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I have like one of it. Every card in this deck, every card in the mm-hmm. decks of one of, I'm like, sounds like you need to be a part of pokey rogue. <laughs> <laughs> Hand him this card. One of the local shops here that's super cool. Um, it's called Haven Games, and they're really nice. But they were like, I was telling them, I was like, what can we do to sponsor you? And I was like, you really need to listen first. (laughs) 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 And he was like, why? And I was like, and I just told him, I was like, well, 
the edgiest we've ever gotten. And then I briefly described the shady dealing skit we did. And he was like, oh, like, <laughs> just listen. Just <laughs> yeah, listen cool first. If you still like it, if you still think mm-hmm. that you want us representing your business. You know. That, you know that's, that's fine. Like we're, that's we, fine. we keep it classy. You know, like we're not sitting here hating on any any group of individuals, just specific individuals. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But no, it's super cool. They have a TCG market. You know, um, they have a lot of like vintage stuff on there. So you know, fucking good shit. So sweet. Cool well, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you have a great week, and that this episode actually comes out. <laughs> it will. It better. <laughs> Later, everyone.